0: Welcome. You are listening to the End Time Courage podcast with Lauren and Amy.
1: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to End Time Courage with Lauren and Amy. Hello, hello.
0: We're back. We're back. How are you, Lauren? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad to be back with you. Yes. And glad we're not talking about serious, serious subjects, although necessary. Let's just
1: be light today. Yes, yeah, so let's just be light. I, I love that. We'll give our, our listeners a little bit of a break and we'll give ourselves a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. and I like that. You know, the Bible's like that. It's like there's some heavy things, and then there's some lighter
0: things. And, and that what Solomon says: there's a time for laughing, there's a time for crying, there's a time for joy, there's a time or sleeping, time for be awake. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we
1: appreciate you tuning in today. And you know, the last couple of weeks, uh, we decided to really give you. Um, out of our who, what, when, where, how, we gave you our who, that we gave our testimonies so that you could have a sneak peek into who Lauren and Amy are and why we're passionate about why, about what we're passionate about and why we do have end time courage and what God has brought us. Out of and walked us through, and so if you missed those episodes, I really encourage you to go back and and listen to those. I think that it will give a lot of clarity about um, who we are and why we're passionate about courage and the end times and equipping people and just uh, sharing our story. But you know, part of that is the things that we walk through really shape who we are. Mm-hmm. And then we have personalities, you know, we have upbringings, but you know, something else that really shapes us as who we are is how we're gifted. Oh yeah. And we want to talk about that today. If um, you've ever heard of the five fold ministry leaders, and of course we know about spiritual gifts and, and different things like that, but the Bible in Ephesians chapter 4 breaks down some of the the gifts to the church and knowing a person who you listen to. And we we hinted at this I think a couple of weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But knowing that if you're listening to someone who really tests as a teacher, they're going to sound very different on stage than someone who is a shepherd, a true shepherd. And of course, you know, especially here in the South, we call everybody pastor. Yeah. You know, that's just like, if you do anything for the Lord, you're a pastor. And that can really confuse some people sometimes in our churches. And of course, I totally understand it's done out of respect. It's done out of honor. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that. I'm certainly not knocking anyone who was called pastor or who, um, anyone who calls other people pastors. But what's happened is the fact that we, ha- we name everyone who is leading in a church, yep. we label them as a pastor, we expect them to operate with us as a shepherd would, right? Yes. And a shepherd is going to be with the flock very differently than someone who is apostolic, someone who's a teacher, someone who's an evangelist. They're going to operate in a very, very different way. And typically when we're saying pastor, we're expecting someone to shepherd us. Yes, You know, someone who's going to be at the hospital with us, someone who's going to offer comfort and care when our loved one dies. And so when this man walks in who we've referred to as a pastor all of our lives and they walk in and they they don't show us the comfort and give us the time and attention that we need and maybe even instruct us instead we can become offended yes offensive and wounded by what this person had to offer now granted regardless of other giftings we need to be aware of situations i can't just be like oh well i'm this and you know i'm a prophet so everything coming out of my mouth is just gonna ya. you know i mean like that's not okay either Mm -hmm. but if we can see people through the lens and the gifting that god has given them
0: it will help us in our receptivity out of them do you do you agree oh this is such a great subject that we're talking about because guys out of all the years i've been teaching and preaching the gospel this this subject actually amy i remember not too long ago asking you in a text it may have been this time last year and i was like hey does everybody operate in fivefold and like does everybody have this or is everybody given a fivefold gift like is it just some people is it all people i myself um operating all these years and how I operate, I didn't have a good idea of the giftings on people. And I think some of you listening may feel the same way and sometimes may struggle about what am I supposed to, I mean, I'm doing this, so what does that mean I am? But at the same time, too, I had to make sure, Amy, to tell myself it's the titles don't matter. Okay, don't focus on the title. Right. But, and, and what Pastor Karen also reiterated to me, because I, for a while... I went down this, I need to figure all this out type of thing. And she was like, look, you just do what the Lord's called you to do. Mm-hmm. And people will label you. They'll sen- the, the church will sense what you are. Yes, You know, you don't have to say what you are mm-hmm. if you feel like you are this. You know, after me and Amy talk about these five folds and you guys understand the difference in them. Just operate in who the Lord's called you to be. And the church will identify you. And even when they do, you just continue to operate the way the Lord told you to operate. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. So That's this so is good. a great topic because uh, not a lot of not a lot of Christians understand it. And you like you said, they'll get offended when a pastor um, operates when when they think it's supposed to be a pastor, but really they're an evangelist and they operate in an evangelist way right? or when they're a pastor and they're really a prophet and they operate in a prophet way and then someone gets offended. Yes. Right. It's important. We know.
1: Yes. Well, in Ephesians four, in the scripture that I reference, it says um, in verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we see right here that it takes all five Mm -hmm. to truly perfect the saints Mm -hmm. for the work of the ministry. We see that this is talking about, you know, these are letters to churches, you know, this is written to the church of Ephesus. And so this is in context that to really thrive to build up. We need these five offices working. We need these different type of individuals. And I do want to say that not everyone who is prophetic is a prophet. You know, that's, you know, that's something very different. And I would say, whether um, you see yourself as an evangelist, a teacher. I love what you just said. Let let the church identify yes. you. Let your shepherds, your leaders identify what you are and place you in, in a good place in the church. But we see that this isn't just everyone's kind of an island doing their thing. Right. This is about the unification of people with different giftings, so that the church is served in the best way possible. And if you don't have any of these, or you only have one, the church is going to be very off balanced. I mean, we've seen churches that have wonderful shepherds; right. the the needs of the people are met, the people are happy, they operate as a family. But there there's no goal, there's no vision, they haven't gone anywhere, and. 40 years. Right. Or they're you not growing or they're not reaching. Something's yes, missing. That's exactly right. And and of course, if you only get a profit in there, you know, you may have some uh, vision, you may have some truth, but you may have a lot of wounded sheep right? <laughs> that are walking around that like, please, someone, you know, take care of, yeah. you know, my needs. And there's people in congregations that need uh, each of these, and honestly, as I think about this, I see that we need all of these all the time, but we need certain ones of them in different seasons. Mm. And so when that's already in place at a church, when you're going through what you talked about last week, or I'm going through my accident, like I talked about in, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm definitely
0: needing a shepherd. Oh, for sure. In that moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right. The seasons, like I don't really need to be pastored right now, although it's obviously good to have. But in that season, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, I was very wounded. So were you. Yes, I was. And when we
1: are wounded, those shepherds, that's the number that we're calling. So if we're calling who we see as the shepherd, but they're actually a prophet or someone that is apostolic occupying that position, but we're calling them pastor, it can really set us up for some disappointment and like we said earlier, offense. And so even I've noticed this online, I don't know if you've noticed this, Lauren, but we've heard, you know, especially in the circles that we run in, we've heard messages on, you know, prophets look through a certain lens, Mm -hmm. you know, apostles look through a different lens, teachers, evangelists, shepherds. They see the world differently. Mm -hmm. So, if you ask them what is the biggest need in the church, they have a very different answer. So good. Based on how God has gifted them. Yes. But what I've seen is that we will amen that all day in church. But once we get on Facebook, oh my. Yep. Or we get on Instagram, I start seeing. The same people, and I probably have even been one of them at some point, that amen. that. But then I'm looking and I'm like, why is so-and-so always talking about this? Yes. You know, or, or why is this person, you know, they're not on the street corner, you know, preaching, but they're always talking about politics.
0: Right, that critical spirit emerges.
1: It does because we forget that it's not just our gifts that are manifesting on stage, but they're coming out in our post, in our conversation. So good. And so yes, maybe you are the evangelist who is out on the street corner preaching. That's great. You know, that's we should honor the the gift that you are to to that community. Where the problem is, is when you get back on social media and and you think, why does this person care about what's happening in, in the government? Right. Okay, well, maybe they're prophetic. Right. Maybe God is showing them
0: what is happening in the government. And I'm sorry, guys, you can't talk about the end times or prophetic things without talking about governmental issues, because all of Revelation and Daniel and John all talked about kingdoms, yes. which is politics. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. And talks. scripture talks about government. Uh, hello. You know, and nations and rulers. And we see, you know, even in the Old Testament, kings and priests. Yes. You know, and, and both doing something very significant. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but I've seen this. I've seen this. On Facebook of, you know, why, you know, I don't even, I don't even vote. I don't get involved in elections. I don't, you know, someone's posting this and they don't understand why someone else is. And they're forgetting maybe that person is gifted to pray, to intercede for what is happening in our government. That God is putting politicians on their heart that he's showing What's going to happen at the end of the age, what he's going to be doing with presidents and kings. And I know that we can really discourage people, you know, if we're asking or if we're posting about what other people are uh, passionate about and we forget we forget maybe they are not gifted if they're not gifted like me they're not going to talk about the same
0: things that i'm talking about, and that's okay and And that's okay i think that goes back to knowing who you are in christ and knowing your giftings and why it's so important and then also knowing who you're not right i know that i know that i'm not a pastor i know that because when i start trying to pastor people i get into works and it gets awkward <laughs> and I am not a pastor, right? I have other giftings. And so I think, I, I mean, I know the answer to this question now, but I asked you this a while back and you know the answer to it, but I had asked you, does everybody get the gift of fivefold? And you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's, it, they supporting roles and there's fivefold. And if you're not a part of the fivefold, it doesn't mean that you're any less part of the body. Yes, The fivefold can't operate without supporting roles, Absolutely, which sometimes are more important than the, not that they're more important than the fivefold. I mean, I'm just saying we both need, one can't exist without the other, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Because it's like, if they're given for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, then yes, we all have a part to play in this. Mm-hmm. And when you see, especially uh, for teachers that they are held to such a higher degree, it says, don't even, don't even desire that, you know, don't Mm-mm. even go after that. It's, you know, back to what you were saying, let the church identify. Yes. Um, in fact, Jeff and I are going to be doing a podcast, on, a podcast on Mavericks and Misfits, his podcast about some of this as well, oh, that, um, especially in the, in the area of teaching, and I'll just give a very, uh, snippet because we're going to talk about it in detail on, on his podcast, but the Bible warns about not jumping into teaching positions, teaching roles, um, because it carries a higher judgment, but I'm good. I'm going to say, uh, I felt like the Lord was really speaking to me the other night and he put this, uh, sobering thought That those who are assigning themselves as teachers on Facebook will also be held to that higher judgment. Scary. And it calls me to just stop for a second because you know, 30 years ago, the only way you would be teaching a group of believers is if a pastor commissioned you to do it, if he invited you to do it, if he blessed you to do it. Right. You would be, you know, in a classroom. Well, nowadays. Anybody can instruct is if they just have a Facebook account. Yes. And a lot of people are on there instructing and trying to teach. And those same people, I'm not being critical, I'm just saying, um, that they would
0: never be invited to teach by their pastor. Or they have no, um, they're not under authority in any house. Yes. They are not in fellowship at any house. Right. They're not in education in any house. Yes. And, you know, when you approach, I'm not saying all, but if you were to approach said person, well, God's not a church, right? Or I don't have to go to church to be a Christian, but yet you're pumping out all of this teaching all right. over to anybody that will hear you, but you have no accountability yes. or authority over you. And if
1: you are involved in a church, I mean, I encourage you. I thought I'm going to do this myself, <laughs> you know, myself, uh, go to your pastor. Yeah. Would you commission me to teach? In this church? And if the answer is no, humbly accept that. And then maybe don't instruct on Facebook for a while. Ask, you know, how do I need to grow? What do I need to study? But social media has given people such access to very uh, naive, sometimes uh, new believers who don't understand what they're reading and they don't understand the vetting process. And so anyone who's a believer that's been saved a little bit longer than them, they may think they should listen to, that they have the answers
0: to about things. And when the Lord brought that scripture, it was very sobering. Well, I can tell you from experience from when I started that, that exactly is exactly what happened, you know, and, and, and unless you can, you have an ear to hear the spirit of the Lord say to you, you are immature and the knowings of things. I have called you to such and such, but you need training, you know. And I can attest to that. It's like you know you're ready to go and and, and you're ready to fly and you're ready to preach and teach. It's burning inside of you, but if you don't have that outlet or uh, accountability or an authoritative figure, oh, and this is how I say. I told Sean and I were talking about this last night, actually. Um, I don't know how we got on the conversation, but if you can't ever learn to be under authority, mm-hmm. you're never going to be in it. Yeah. Never. Absolutely. The Lord's never going to give you authority if you can't learn how to be under it and interchange in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I may be in authority in certain positions, but I'll give you an example. Uh, when I'm on the worship team, my friend, Joni, she's the worship leader. But when we're in that office, she is my authority. Right. And so she dictates when I'm off, when I'm on, what I sing, what I don't sing. But yet she's my friend outside of that office. Yeah. But when I'm in, I'm underneath her. That's For so edification good. Uh, and right. training because she is called. I am not. I can sing and I love to sing kind of like you. I mm-hmm. enjoy it, but I cannot tell you I was called to worship lead. Right. So therefore, when I'm with her, I'm under her. That's so good being edified there's
1: um a lot of that is about honor too, yeah. which the scriptures very much in fact, um for at least for my class uh, in Kano one um, which is the college out of uh, Dawsonville that I highly recommend, but our uh, Christmas reading is the bait of Satan, mm-hmm. which is about offense and you know, the opposite of offense is honor, you know, and and the Bible is really big on honor. And it it talks about if you honor a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. Well, that applies even if you don't feel like you should be under them. If you're honoring someone you're going to gain, you're going to gain something from them. And we can't receive from someone if we think that everything that they talk about, it should be our passion. Because again, then we would completely be out of balance. We would all be evangelists or we would all be teachers or we would all be shepherds. And the scripture is saying here, all five are needed for the edifying of the the saints and for the ministry to be perfect in every way. Every voice needs to be one in their position. And, Mm -hmm. And going back to what you were talking about, is that without the authority, mm-hmm. a, a lot of us, especially when we're young, we're passionate, we, you know, we've just maybe just been saved and we have a lot to say. We have a lot of zeal, but you know, the illustration that you gave, you know, it's like the toddler with, with the chainsaw, with the chainsaw. It's <laughs> like, well, that's a dangerous thing Um, because he or she doesn't know how to wield that. No thing. maturity. You know, there's no maturity, but what is, uh, equally as sobering is when, and this can apply to anyone. This can apply to children with parents. This can apply to a wife with her husband and church members. When we remove ourselves out from the umbrella of authority, because we don't want to be under anyone. We also remove our covering. Oh, that's good. And so, you know, it says that those who are, are over us, they care for our souls. You know, that means something. They watch over our souls, that God lets them watch mm-hmm. over our souls. So if I move myself out from their authority, I also remove myself out from their covering. That's so good. And that's a very dangerous place to be. That's, you know, the videos we've seen of when, you know, the sheep gets too far. From the flock, and that is the one that the line is gonna go for. Mm, you know, that's okay. the one because there's something about being separated. And so, the Bible, whether it's talking about fivefold ministry, um, unity is so important to the Lord. It says to endeavor endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace uh, unity means a lot to the lord jesus's prayer for us is that we would be unified in as one as he and the father are one and that there is this um, beautiful submission even from jesus to his father that we're to emulate in our relationships with one with one another
0: do you think that's why the church tends to bicker uh more is because they don't have the understanding of each other's giftings that they operate and so therefore that offense creeps in because they're like, Why aren't you doing this or why aren't you doing that? Well maybe they're not called to do X, Y, Z, but they start fighting. Right. Um do you how would you how would they know? Like how would listeners know if you if you were counseling someone like on your Patreon, right? Like say I'm I'm one of your people you're counseling and I'm asking you, Amy how do I know if I'm a fivefold? How do I know if I'm support? How do they identify who they are? What would you say to that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, what we alluded to earlier is really important that if you're the fivefold, someone's going to recognize that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very much of a, like, don't go up and give your title before your name. <laughs> oh my you know, just like, just don't. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, went through a little bit of a season where, you know, it, it was like, this was like 10, 15 years ago. I'm not, you know, really even do life with the same people, but they're like, we just, you know, you want to be called, you know, pastor or prophet. And I'm like, I really don't like, I love my name. Just Amy's good. And they're like, we just have to call you something. And it was kind of a joke. And I said, okay, well, if I have, if I just have to be called something, I'd like to be called princess. <laughs> and so <laughs> the classic Amy answer like i like, am like, I gonna be forced into this I think princess Amy <laughs> would be great and what was funny is it was like a long-standing joke that they would call call me that and of course the other church members are looking at them like
0: well I am a princess <laughs> of the most high what's wrong with that that's right I'm a daughter of God <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think yes
1: that God will give wisdom to our leaders to to mark us if we are to be a part of a fivefold yeah. in a community. And but I highly recommend, no matter who you are, there are tests. You know, Jeff has some. You can you know reach out to us of tests that you take that identify where your gifting uh, is, and good. and that helps. It helps me understand why. I'm not passionate about this. I mean, my lowest score is an apostle, (laughs) which is, you know, which goes along with the fact that I I don't don't like like new things. I don't like new. And so, you know, Shocker. You, you don't want me <laughs> in charge of something because we're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, like we, we're we getting, you know, your bus don't have wheels. Great. <laughs> it's fine. We'll just sit right here. We just want it comfortable and pretty. You know, <laughs> please paint it and get some nice snacks. And we're but, good. but we don't need wheels. <laughs> And, you know, in a different, you know, an apostle's like, you you get the best wills and make it fast. But, you know, we don't even need chairs. I mean, if we just fall off each other. Let's not even eat. Let's go. You you know, just put a couple of poles that they can all hang on to. It'll be fine. We'll get to where we're going. And you can even see in such a practical way, like, oh, yeah, we need everybody on board. And so finding what you're gifting is is very, very important. And then, and then I think it's just as important to endeavor to understand what other people's giftings are. Yes. And then it helps you understand why they didn't just, uh, they don't teach the way you teach. They don't dig the way you did. Mm-hmm. They, they speak from more of a rhema word that obviously has to be, you know, founded in the word. And the living word, the word of God, but they're not going to break down the Greek and the Hebrew. Like a teacher would. Like a teacher would. Mm -hmm. And so I think identifying that in other people and then honoring the gift, because again, if we don't honor someone
0: we can't receive from them. That's that. You know what? Pastor Jeff just did the the podcast about jealousy. That's the jealousy part. So when you're a supportive role and you're looking at someone that's a part of the fivefold, there may be like that offense jealousy type of thing going on where where you think that you're part of the fivefold and you try to step into it you get into works things get hard and then you see someone else flourishing you could have a jealousy moment so it's super important we know who we are and be at peace with that
1: it is and and it's where pride can come in as well because we assume that what our the thing we're doing is the most important thing well it is the most important thing to you right because that's what God has assigned you to do. But it may not be the most important thing for someone else to do, but we can assume that that's like, well, what could be more important than this? But every gift feels that way. Yeah. You know, we all feel that way based on what we're passionate about. And so I think it's um, an endeavor for humility, endeavor to honor that this person feels very called to you know to be an intercessor or they call they feel called to to be whatever and i'm not becoming prideful because i'm better at what i'm doing well of course i am yes you know like we would never go out on the street corner and be like you know That doctor, you know, is so much better at surgery than, than my hairdresser, Uh, you know, but it's like, you'd never want your surgeon to cut your hair. No. You know, it's, and, and we both have gone to both in our lives for different needs. And we see that. And again, I, nor
0: would a surgeon want to cut hair and a hairdresser want to do a surgery. Yes. 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 It's
1: like when we, you know, when we're having surgery, our hair in fact is a mess and they don't care. No. You know, but our hairdresser would be like, oh girl, come here. Don't you dare walk yeah. out like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she'd be like all over that. And and it's because they're they're gifted in different ways. And we so see that in in the world and in worldly things. And I'm saying worldly, um, just you know, not in a bad way, like not ungodly, but just everyday life. But I think it's it's hard sometimes to remember that in the church. Because whatever we're doing, we're doing for God. So we believe that it is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's honoring. I believe that the principle that is being said in that verse is the fact that we can't receive from someone that we don't honor. But we can receive from someone that, that we honor. So even if their gifting is different, we can receive something from from them. And that, and that's so important. And shouldn't we
0: be uh, honoring the father in that way and working as a one body? Yes. And I will say this, um, this took me a while. And I think maybe Amy, you can piggyback off this or have some wisdom about this too. I'm sure you do. Um, How do you, knowing who you are depends on what it is that you just subconsciously do. Like, what is it that you're just doing and you don't think about doing it? Yes. So with me, And, you know, you, you have your own characteristics that I've noticed about you. Like you are just, you are just receptive feeler. Like you, you hear, you like to sit with the Lord. You'll, you'll get these words. You may release them. You may not. That is prophetic Mm -hmm. counsel. You have a spirit of counsel on you and you just do these things. You don't realize you're doing them. You don't need to be told. You don't need to work. They just happen for you. And you're drawn to the prophetic ministry.
1: Mm-hmm, I am. So
0: with me, it's the same way. So I was preaching. I was I was uh, evangelizing. But at the same time, being a Joseph, Joseph was a prophet. So he had seer abilities. So you could possess, and I don't, you can jump in here, uh, Amy, if you feel I'm uh, saying it right, mm-hmm. that you can have more than one apostolic, but have more balance one side or the other so you could be more evangelistic and have prophetic undertones oh or you could be a prophet right and you could have counseling undertones
1: yes and that is why I really encourage anyone to take the five-fold test and I think that's That's actually what it's called online um, because it will label them like you know one two three four five so for me I'm prophetic pastor but my prophetic is very very high yeah And uh, shepherding is, is, is the second one, but it's not a close second. Right. But I can see that, you know, because I love people, you know, I wouldn't counsel if I didn't care about people, but if I had to choose, if I only had time and I had to choose between, I can either counsel today or pray, I'm canceling that counseling appointment. You know, I'm canceling that lunch. Because my my drive is to be with the Lord, to meet with Him. When when I walk into church, I I see this. A lot of people walk in and they see they see vision, they or they see people, they see their friends. I walk in and I start sensing the atmosphere of the place yes, that I'm do. sitting long before I speak to anyone. And, and I'm not trying to do that, but I immediately, God, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Are you here? Are you pleased? What is your goal in this? And so it doesn't make me a very talkative person no. right before church. And, you know, and you've seen that or even right after church, because my gifting is to get with the Lord and hear what He's saying about something. Well, if I was just completely a pastor,
0: I would walk in and be like, "They're so and so. They may need encouragement." See, and that's where offense comes in because I'm we're the same way. Usually, the seer, prophetic people, and if you're not one of these, you may not understand and may get offended. So. Uh, Operating this way, you may think that someone's cold, standoffish, untalkative. They don't want to be here. But you're describing what I go through, what most prophetic seers go through. It is that zone that you're in. You're thinking. Your wheels are turning. You're listening. You're trying to figure out uh, what it is, the download that you're getting. And you have no idea what's going on around you. Like the world could be whizzing and you don't see it. Again, and
1: what's interesting is that we'll see that even in things that aren't necessarily at church, for instance, Some of you listeners will be like, oh, I'm with you. And some of you will be like, wow, Amy's like lost her mind. Right. Jeff and I can go to a very busy restaurant, go in, sit down and have dinner. And I'm, you know, in conversation with him. I'm listening to him. I'm also sensing what is unseen, you know, possibly. But at some point I will decide to look around and I'll be like, oh, we're the only ones in here. When did everybody leave? (laughs) And yeah. he's like, oh, this corner booth walked out first and then them. <laughs> and he saw all of them leave yeah. because he's sensing his surroundings. And I am not. No. I, I didn't see anyone leave. It just all of a sudden I realized, is the restaurant even still open? <laughs> yes. Because we're the only ones left. Okay. And it's because I am inside. I'm inside my own head. Yes thinking, imagining, asking the Lord, Um, even after a church service, I'm like, Lord, what do you think? Is there anything that you still want to accomplish? I do not know how to sit there and then all of a sudden start chit-chatting with someone. Right. Like I am still in this mode just because they've said amen at the end of a church service. I'm not able to just jump into... Conversation. A conversation. Right. But the thing is, is I could slip into pride when I see the pastoral person come in and and they're like, "Oh my goodness, how'd your hip surgery go?" Blah, blah, blah. Go through all and, the things. and be like, "Oh, like, do you not care what the Lord has to say about this service? You know, <laughs> you're over here talking to Betty Sue about her hip. Did you not just hear the message? You know, like, yeah. of course he did. Right. But he's operating in I love his that. gifting. I love it. But it would be bad for him to look at me and be like, he doesn't care any. She doesn't care anything about Betty Sue's hip. Right. She hasn't said anything. You know, she's not said anything. She's just sitting there not talking to anybody. Well, you know, maybe I prayed for." her and prayed for her surgery. Yeah. But in that moment, I'm I'm much receiving. Le- I'm receiving from the Lord. And I want to know his his thoughts. And as I think you know you would agree with this, someone who prophetic, your first question about anything is what did God just say? Yes. And it takes a minute to figure that out. Yeah. You know, that I will kind of maybe be looking around or scanning, but I'm mostly thinking what did the Lord just accomplish? Mm-hmm. What is he saying right now? And where do I fit into that? And then I'm and then I'm willing to go and do. Sure. But I want to hear this. I want to hear this first. And it's very hard to hear the Lord if you're having, you know, 15 conversations with other people. That's right. And again, I do believe that we're called when someone needs our attention to stop and to minister. Sure. And and I do and I have. But I do struggle with it. Yeah, in a
0: way that a pastor would not. Would not. So, guys, I hope you're hearing these these characteristics. So you've heard the characteristics of them, like a prophet seer type of person, a pastor type of person. So an evangelist will will be more. Sometimes I can lean towards an evangelist. but that 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 switch has to turn has to be flipped on by the Lord. It's not something I constantly step into, but it's something that flips in me. Mm-hmm. And at that time, an evangelist, if you guys notice, evangelists will just, they're worried about souls, soul, 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 souls. I need to get the souls in. And they're storytellers and they'll they will tell the stories and sometimes they may or may not quote scripture, because they're in this like mode of just like, just trying to get souls. Okay, that's your evangelist. Then you got your teacher that Amy described, you know, you've got someone that's studying the Greek, studying every word, depicting everything out of the Bible. A good example of that would be Pastor Karen at North Georgia Revival. Yes. She's the president of Yeah. Um, Pastor Jeff is a fantastic teacher. He, he has this vocabulary that's on, I don't even know what planet, half the words he says, I'm looking them up. <laughs> and so... But yet he also holds an apostolic side of him. So we want you guys, the whole point, we wanted you guys to see there's these differences. And you and you can have different undertones of some, something, but you carry more of one thing than you do another. Not everybody's going to have the whole five because you're not Jesus. Yes. Jesus was all five of them. And that's the point. We need, he needs his whole body to operate. And he was all fivefold. Yes. And he's given us a little piece of something to operate together. And then when we don't get each other and we don't know these five folds, then that's when the offense gets. That's when the jealousy gets. That's when we bicker. That's when you accuse a pastor of not giving you enough attention because maybe he's not a pastor. Maybe he's an apostle. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe he's not going to show up to every single uh, need that you have or hospital visit that you or call you every time you go see your dog. Because he's not called to be a shepherd, but he's shepherding for that season. But he's an apostle. Yes. So all of these matter. Yes. And if you're a support role, then why would you not think that that's just as important as a fivefold? Number one, you may not have as much pressure from the Holy Spirit to get it Right. Yes, Because there's so much pressure. When you and I operate or Jeff or any pastor or apostle, I'm just talking in general, there's so much pressure and worry. Not worry, but this just it's a heaviness to it. Mm-hmm. I've got to get this right. Right. Or I've got to be obedient to this because all of these ears and all of these eyes and if I lead something or someone astray, I have to answer for that. Yes. But a support role can have more freedom. Absolutely. To support the fivefold and be like, I don't know what you guys are doing. I don't have a calling for that. And that's fine. Here, take 500 bucks, mm-hmm. right? They're
1: all important. They're all important. And I think one thing, especially as we enter the end times, because I think many leaders, many believers are recognizing, yes, we're going to have ap- apostolic hubs yep. at the end days. It's so funny. In the end days, I've heard more people say the word apostolic hubs in the last couple of months than I have my entire life. And a lot of them are thinking, we're going to have apostolic hubs because we're all going to pray. We're all going to intercede. That's what we're going to be doing. Or we're going to have apostolic hubs because we're just going to be needing the needs of the people. You know what? It's going to be all of it. I think we're all hearing the right thing. That yes, we're going to have apostolic hubs. And yes, part of that is going to be praying. Part of that is going to be that we are meeting each other's needs. Part of that is we're going to teach each other. Yes. You know, it's going to be much more broad than what we realize. And we're going to need all five of these offices working the way that they work, doing what they're called to do. Why? For the edifying of Of the the body of the church. And so we don't want to minimize. Any of these, you know, um, we need all of them. We need all of them. Uh, You know, our church was wouldn't, our churches wouldn't grow without evangelists. No. Someone's got to lead these people to the Lord. Someone, some evangelists led our apostles to the Lord, led our prophets to the Lord. So that's, that's a very important uh, gift right there we need apostles who are pioneering and who have a vision we need prophets telling us the truth and telling us what what is on the heart of God yes. what is coming we need teachers yes. to teach us we desperately need teaching in the body of Christ right now we have a lot more passion than when we have knowledge and we need we need knowledge we need both and the, there's a lot a lot of scripture particularly in proverbs but all through the bible learning, instructing, growing in knowledge, growing in wisdom. We need teachers to be able to do that. We need our pastors. We need our shepherds to take care of the flock, to take care of the wounded sheep. They have to be attended to. They need to be attended to. And so I just encourage our listeners, um, you know, and for us too to remember to not just apply that grace and that honor While we're at church and we can, you know, clearly see this person is an apostle, this person's a prophet, but even online, even in everyday life, that we're, we're all called to different things. And it doesn't mean that any of us are doing lesser things. We're doing what we're called to do. You know, I even think about that with a homeschooling mom. Uh, there's lots of homeschooling moms, and they all homeschool very differently. Oh, and
0: they Debra's. I think I'm of them as Debra's.
1: They are, but they could really nitpick one another oh, if one true. who is gifted in a teaching is like, well, all she wants to do is have fun with her kids, or like, they ever learning anything. They're at the zoo every other day. Right. You know, well, she might be more of a shepherding homeschool mom you know and she's just about the heart of her kids if i can just get the heart of my children then i can teach them all these these things later but a teaching homeschool mom is like we have you know we're not breathing until we have finished the <laughs> spelling test, and you there's know, your teacher, and you know, it's you see that in just even everyday activity, and even in that, there's a lot of homeschool mom guilt that I'm yes. not doing it as good as this person. Well, no, you're their mom. That's right. And God gave those children to you based on what they need, and so I'm not called to to you know, homeschool my kids the way another mom homeschools her children. Right. And so there's no judgment. That's not the point no. is that we're all to stay in our own lane and to be faithful to the calling that he has placed upon us and, and to honor, to just honor, even on Facebook. You know, if someone is is very passionate about something that, that I don't even find that
0: important I'm going to honor it. They're doing it unto the Lord. Yeah. And going to those people that you notice that have the gifts that you don't have, like, I know that I can go to you or I know that you'd be very honest with me, you know, because you have that counseling type of a little bit of a pastoral type of gifting to you where I don't, I could be harsh with somebody and you can say, "That's, that's probably not the best approach. And I didn't recognize it. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, probably right. That probably wasn't going to work and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, you can go to somebody who doesn't have the same, you know, gifting or, or receive, receive from each other without the offense. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and and we can learn
1: from others. You know, part of, I think the reason that I can even step into a pastoral role is because I was a pastor's wife for so yeah, long. Yeah. And there were needs that needed to, that needed to be met. And I grew in that role. So I can look at someone that someone else is talking to or I'm talking to and being like you're every word of them every word that's coming out of your mouth is true, but they are not receiving a bit of it. So stop it. Like you're wasting your breath. (laughs) You know, I'd rather be taking a nap (laughs) and talking to someone in a way that they can't receive from me. Right. Right. And so I I learned that And, and prophets can learn to evangelize because we're all called to be witnesses. Right. It's like that switch. It's like there's not just all Oh, we'll let the intercessors pray. No, we're all, all called, called to, to pray. pray. And so it's just the fact that what we're passionate about is always going to look like one of these things, but we can grow in all of them and, and have characteristics of each of them based on which, you know, season that we're in and what God is calling us to in that moment. Mm-hmm. But the But again, for us to even grow in those things, we need to honor those other gifts because maybe we'll even receive something from them that helps us be more of a teacher. That fills in that, that puzzle piece. Absolutely.
0: Well, guys, we are wrapping up here. We hope that really, really helps you. And we thought that this would be a great way to kind of uh, gel everybody together, trying to figure out what it is your purpose uh, in the Lord is moving forward to the end of the age. And, you know, take these little tips like um, Amy was saying, you know, maybe go take the five-fold test, right? And maybe you are, maybe you're not. And maybe little things like, what is it that, that, you, that your spirit is, is eating up and receiving the easiest? You know, do you... Do you listen to like a John MacArthur all the time or, you know, someone that's very heavy in word and teaching? Okay, well, maybe you got more of a teaching side to you. Maybe you're listening or maybe your spirit receives more of a, a Billy Graham or like a, a Nathan Morris, evangelist Nathan Morris. Maybe you receive and you eat all that stuff up and you, and you understand it. Maybe you're an evangelist type of fivefold. Maybe you spend your time listening to, you know, all the prophets, right? Maybe you're more of a prophetic person. And so just because your best friend or someone that you know, doesn't watch the same things you are you're sending them these videos and they're not receiving it okay it's fine absolutely it's fine and maybe none of that really speaks to you but you're a great homeschool mom maybe you're a support role
1: And honestly, even applying this to not just ours, but other, other podcasts, you know, a lot of people would look at our podcast and be like, why would all they talk about is end time courage? They should just get on there and talk about the lost, right? Or they should just get on and talk about Jesus or they well, there's other, there's already other podcasts that are doing that because they're operating in their roles. You know, you and I are gifted very similarly, which, you know, we will tell y'all we're going to have some guest uh, speakers on, which I know y'all will enjoy. But like, we even want to do that to kind of break up the monotony of you know, both of us being very prophetic. We want to show you other people. Yeah. We want you to hear from other people, other perspectives, other gifting so that even
0: our podcast is well-rounded in that. Yes. All right. Love you guys. And remember, Jesus loves you. He really, really, really does. We love you. We really do. And uh, we hope you have a great week. A Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great Christmas. I know that uh, Amy did. I did. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast to the end, I think we've just come back from the vision conference. So we'll talk to you guys about that with Chris Reed. We can't wait to tell you guys more and we will see y'all guys next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much everyone for joining in today. We really appreciate and love every one of you. We always want to leave you with tools and resources that will help you prepare for the days ahead. We have links to in every comment section, whether you're on the podcast, just listening audibly, or whether you're on YouTube, check the comment section. We have links for Amy's counseling, my uh, prophetic financial information, all is there to be able to help you. We're here to serve you. We love you. And we'll see you next time.